The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. I hope you're still celebrating. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, December 30th, 2021, the sixth day of Christmas. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle 2. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is St. Egwin, born in the 7th century of royal blood. He entered a monastery and was enthusiastically received as the Bishop of Worcester, England. He was known as a protector of orphans and the widowed and a fair judge. But the clergy saw him as overly strict while he was simply trying to correct abuses. Eventually, he was exonerated by Rome, and upon his return to England, Egwin founded Evesham Abbey. Egwin died at the Abbey in 717. Following his burial, many miracles were attributed to him. Saint Egwin, pray for us, and let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, Inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for catechists summoned to announce the Word of God. May they be its witnesses with courage and creativity and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. It's one thing to hear about a person and another thing to actually know them, to meet them, to deal with them. And perhaps many of you have had the experience as children of hearing about a new baby in the family, a new sibling. And maybe your mother told you, you know, you're going to have a little brother. A little brother is going to join our family. And so, you know, as children, we we begin to think, well, Where's this, where's this brother going to come from? And then mom shows us her belly and points to the baby inside. And as the months go by, the expectation grows and grows as we think about this person we're going to meet, this person who, in a sense, we already know, but we haven't met them yet. I remember, because I'm from a large family, whenever a new baby would arrive, there was all the expectation for when the child would be born, whether it would be a boy or a girl. And then that night when mom and dad would go to the hospital and we would wait by the phone to receive news uh, of the birth of the baby and whether it was a boy or a girl, we would have a big celebration in the house running around saying, it's a boy, it's a boy, or it's a girl, it's a girl. And then days later, we would be brought to the hospital to meet our new sibling. And I remember very clearly the expectation of that. I even remember kind of, kind of hurrying down the hall in the hospital 
rounding the corner to the room where my mother was, entering into that room and seeing the baby for the first time, hearing the baby for the first time, speaking to the baby, holding the baby. It was no longer a concept. It was no longer something simply that I knew about, but but rather something that I had encountered and experienced and knew for myself. Maybe this is a little bit what it was like for the prophetess Anna, that mysterious figure who we read about in today's gospel in the gospel of Luke. There was a prophetess also, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was well on in years. Her days of girlhood over. She had been married for seven years before becoming a widow. She was now 84 years old and never left the temple, serving God night and day with fasting and prayer. She came by just at that moment and began to praise God. And she spoke of the child to all who looked forward to the deliverance of Jerusalem. This ancient woman, this elderly figure who has spent her entire life waiting for something. She's waiting for this promised Messiah. She never left the temple serving God night and day with fasting and prayer. She had been told by her faith, she had been told by all the prophets, that salvation would come to Israel, that the injustices that they were suffering would not be forever, that there would be a descendant of David who would come to redeem Israel. And she prayed for that. She looked forward to it. She knew about it. But today, in this special moment, in the presentation of our Lord in the temple, she she no longer knows simply about this Savior. She meets him face to face. She came by just at that moment and began to praise God. We can imagine her looking at Our Lady, looking at St. Joseph, staring down at the baby and just bubbling up with joy. Maybe she wept for joy. And she spoke of the child to everyone who looked forward to the deliverance of Jerusalem. We can imagine her running around the temple portico, speaking hurriedly to the pilgrims, to those who went to worship in the temple, about the deliverance of Jerusalem. This baby is the one. Expectation, of course, Advent has been a time of expectation in which we recalled all of the prophecies of Isaiah that pointed towards the coming of the Savior. What can we glean from this gospel? Today is a day in which we can imitate Anna's joy. Right, Anna, who has long awaited the coming of the Messiah, can now rejoice, just like Simeon. Simeon, who is also in this scene, another elderly man who has waited year in and year out from the t- in the temple, he can say, Nunc dimitis, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace, for my eyes have seen the Savior. The joy of these two people, the joy of these just ones who awaited patiently the coming of the Messiah and can now celebrate the fact that they know God so intimately, that they know God in this way. My eyes have seen the Savior. We should have this joy too, because we, like Simeon and Anna, have been recipients of God's revelation, meaning we have been blessed with a new way of knowing God that was not known before Jesus Christ. With the coming of Jesus Christ, we now know God much more intimately because God has taken on 
human flesh. The second person of the Blessed Trinity has assumed a human nature and become one with us. He has become like us. And this is an incredible thing. We take this for granted, but think about it. Aristotle. Aristotle was a great philosopher. He was perhaps one of the people who thought more about God than anyone else. He thought, he philosophized, he meditated on the idea of God. He knew about God. He thought about God as a concept, the unmoved mover. Now, St. Thomas, who loved Aristotle and used a lot of Aristotle's arguments for his own work, he would be the first to say that, Saint Tom- that, that Aristotle was very limited in his knowledge of God. I think Thomas at one point says that, and I'm paraphrasing here, the little old lady in the pew, right, that Christian who's there in the corner of a church praying her rosary, she knows much more about God than Aristotle ever could with all of his books and philosophy and studying. Because that Christian has been given the gift of Jesus Christ, the revelation of God on a whole new level, something that Aristotle never could have dreamed of, that God is one in three, that God is the relationship between the Father and the Son, and that the Son has become one of us. We have known him. We have seen him with our eyes. So often, Lord, you, Jesus, you tell us through the apostles, blessed are your ears that hear what they hear. Blessed are your eyes that see what they see. Many a prophet of old would have longed to see what you see, longed to hear what you hear, but did not. Jesus, we, we, we recognize this, how blessed we are to have been born in the time of your coming, to have experienced the truth of your revelation, to be given the gift of faith. Let's ask our mother Mary, who would have been there at that scene, who would have seen the joy of Anna and would have rejoiced with her. Mother Mary, help us to be more appreciative of our faith. Help us to be more grateful for the fact that we have come to know your son. Help us to also try to spread the good news because just like Aristotle, there are many people today who do not yet know God, who do not yet know Jesus Christ, who have not had that personal encounter with the Savior. We have rounded that corner. We have seen the child. We have seen God face to face, as it were, in Jesus Christ. We long to see him perfectly face to face in heaven. And we want to share this knowledge. We want to share this good news. And Our Lady, Queen of the Apostles, will help us to do so. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, Intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 14 past the hour on Daybreak. On the sixth day of Christmas, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. 
and my mouth will proclaim your praise. Christ is born for us. Come, let us adore him. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. Christ is born for us. Come, let us adore him. Truth has arisen from the earth, and justice has looked down from the heavens. O Lord, you once favored your land and revived the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the guilt of your people and covered all their sins. You averted all your rage. You calmed the heat of your anger. Revive us now, God, our helper. Put an end to your grievance against us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will your anger never cease? Will you not restore again our life, that your people may rejoice in you? Let us see, O Lord, your mercy, and give us your saving help. I will hear what the Lord God has to say a voice that speaks of peace, peace for his people and his friends and those who turn to him in their hearts. His help is near for those who fear him, and his glory will dwell in our land. Mercy and faithfulness have met. Justice and peace have embraced. Faithfulness shall spring from the earth and justice look down from the heavens. The Lord will make us prosper and our earth shall yield its fruit. Justice shall march before him, and peace shall follow his steps. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Truth has arisen from the earth, and justice has looked down from the heavens. Wherever you are, Lord, there is mercy, there is truth. Wherever you are, Lord, there is mercy, there is truth. I will sing forever of your love, O Lord. 
Through all ages, my mouth will proclaim your truth. Of this I am sure, that your love lasts forever, that your truth is firmly established as the heavens. With my chosen one, I have made a covenant. I have sworn to David my servant. I will establish your dynasty forever and set up your throne through all ages. The heavens proclaim your wonders, O Lord. The assembly of your holy ones proclaims your truth. For who in the skies can compare with the Lord? Or who is like the Lord among the sons of God? A God to be feared in the council of the holy ones, great and dreadful to all around him. O Lord God of hosts, who is your equal? You are mighty, O Lord, and truth is your garment. It is you who rule the sea in its pride. It is you who still the surging of its waves. You crushed the monster Rahab and killed it, scattering your foes with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours, the world is yours. It is you who founded the earth and all it holds. It is you who created the north and the south. Tabor and Hermon shout with joy at your name. Yours is a mighty arm, O Lord. Your hand is strong, your right hand ready. Justice and right are the pillars of your throne. Love and truth walk in your presence. Happy the people who acclaim such a king, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who find their joy every day in your name, who make your justice the source of their bliss. For you, O Lord, are the glory of their strength. By your favor it is that our might is exalted, for our ruler is in the keeping of the Lord our King in the keeping of the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was 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 in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Wherever Wherever you are, Lord, there is mercy, there is truth. He himself will call out to me, You are my Father. Alleluia. He himself will call out to me, You are my Father. Alleluia. Of old you spoke in a vision. To your friends, the prophets, you said, I have set the crown on a warrior. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David my servant, and with my holy oil anointed him. My hand shall always be with him, and my arm shall make him strong. The enemy shall never outwit him, nor the evil man oppress him. I will beat down his foes before him and smite those who hate him. My truth and my love shall be with him. By my name his might shall be exalted. I will stretch out his hand to the sea, and his right hand as far as the river. He will say to me, You are my Father, my God, the rock who saves me. And I will make him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. I will keep my love for him always. For him my covenant shall last. I will establish his dynasty forever. Make his throne endure as the heavens. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and it will be forever. Amen. He himself will call out to me. You are my Father. Alleluia. The Lord has made known. Alleluia. His saving power. Alleluia. A reading from the letter to the Colossians. Christ Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creatures. In him everything, in heaven and on earth, was created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominations, principalities or powers, all were created through him 
and for him. He is before all else, but is. In him, everything continues in being. It is he who is head of the body, the church. He who is the beginning, the firstborn of the dead, so that primacy may be his in everything. It pleased God to make absolute fullness reside in him, and by means of him to reconcile everything in his person, both on earth and in heavens, making peace through the blood of his cross. You yourselves were once alienated from him. You nourished hostility in your hearts because of your evil deeds. But now, Christ has achieved reconciliation for you in his mortal body by dying, so as to present you to God holy, free of reproach and blame. But you must hold fast to faith, be firmly grounded and steadfast in it, unshaken in the hope promised you by the gospel you have heard. It is the gospel which has been announced to every creature under heaven, and I, Paul, am its servant. Even now I find my joy in the suffering I endure for you. In my own flesh I fill up what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ for the sake of his body, the church. I became a minister of this church through the commission God gave me to preach among you his word in its fullness, that mystery hidden from ages and generations past, but now revealed to his holy ones. God has will to make known to them the glory beyond price which this mystery brings to the Gentiles, the mystery of Christ in you your hope of glory. This is the Christ we proclaim, while we admonish all men and teach them in full measure of wisdom, hoping to make every man complete in Christ. For this I work and struggle, impelled by that energy of His, which is so powerful a force within me. I want you to know how hard I am struggling for you and, the, and for the Laodicean. <laughs> Laodiceans, okay. I want you to know how hard I am struggling for you and for the Laodiceans and the many others who have never seen me in the flesh. I wish their hearts to be strengthened and themselves to be closely united in love, enriched with a full assurance by their knowledge of the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom every treasure of wisdom and knowledge is hidden. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Christ is the head, and the church is his body. He is the firstborn of the dead. So, so that, that in every way the, the primacy is his. Before anything came into being, he existed. He holds all things in unity. So that, so that in, in every way the primacy, the primacy is his. From a treatise on the refutation of all heresies by St. Hippolytus, priest. Our faith is not founded upon empty words nor are we carried away by mere caprice or beguiled by specious arguments. On the contrary, we put our faith in words spoken by the power of God, spoken by the Word Himself at God's command. God wished to win man back from disobedience, not by using force to reduce him to slavery, but by addressing to His free will a call to liberty. The Word spoke first of all through the prophets. But because the message was couched in such obscure language that it could be only dimly apprehended, in the last days the Father sent the Word in person, commanding Him to show Himself openly 
so that the world could see him and be saved. We know that by taking a body from the Virgin, he refashioned our fallen nature. We know that his manhood was of the same clay as our own. If this were not so, he would hardly have been a teacher who could expect to be imitated. If he were of a different substance from me, he would surely not have ordered me to do as he did, when by my very nature I am so weak. Such a demand could not be reconciled with his goodness and justice. No, he wanted us to consider him as no different from ourselves, and so he worked, he was hungry and thirsty, he slept. Without protest, he endured his passion, he submitted to death, and revealed his resurrection. In all these ways, he offered his own manhood as the first fruits of our race to keep us from losing heart when suffering comes our way, and to make us look forward to receiving the same reward as he did, since we know that we possess the same humanity. When we have come to know the true God, both our bodies and our souls will be immortal and incorruptible. We shall enter the kingdom of heaven because while we lived on earth, we acknowledged heaven's king. Friends of God and co-heirs with Christ, we shall be subject to no evil desires or inclinations or to any affliction of body or soul, for we shall have become divine. It was because of our human condition that God allowed us to endure these things. But when we have been deified and made immortal, God has promised us a share in his own attributes. The saying, know yourself, means therefore that we should recognize and acknowledge in ourselves the God who made us in his own image. For if we do this, we in turn will be recognized and acknowledged by our Maker. So let us not be at enmity with ourselves, but change our way of life without delay. For Christ, who is God, exalted above all creation, has taken away man's sin and has refashioned our fallen nature. In the beginning, God made man in his image and so gave proof of his love for us. If we obey his holy commands and learn to imitate his goodness, we shall be like him and he will honor us. God is not beggarly, and for the sake of his own glory, he has given us a share in his divinity. The Word was made man and lived among us. We have have seen seen his glory, the glory of the Father's only Son, full of grace and and truth. He was seen on earth and lived among men. We We have have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. You are God, we praise you. You are the Lord, we acclaim you. You are the eternal Father. All creation worships you. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, cherubim and seraphim sing in endless praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. 
Church acclaims you, Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of all worship, and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory. The eternal Son of the Father. When you became man to set us free, you did not spurn the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come and be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people. But with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that the newness of the nativity in the flesh of your only begotten Son may set us free. For ancient servitude holds us bound beneath the yoke of sin. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming up in a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday of Christmas week, December 30th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Yesterday we met Simeon, an old man who knew exactly who this child Jesus was. But there was one other person with that knowledge. Her name was Anna. Today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, is from the second chapter of the Gospel of Luke. And there was a prophetess, Anna the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years from her virginity and as a widow till she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she gave thanks to God and spoke of him to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. God's help! is always available. And one more thing, it's always on time. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal 
is from Volume 1, Advent and Christmas Tide. God never comes to the aid of his sons too late. Even when all seems lost, God will always be there at the right time, although it may be in secret and mysterious ways. Thus, complete confidence in God, while at the same time using all the human means available, gives the Christian great fortitude and a special feeling of peace when he is up against the most painful events and circumstances. If you don't abandon him, he will not abandon you. And we tell him in our prayer that we do not want to leave him. Together with him, every battle is a victory, though at first sight it may seem a defeat. At the very moment when everything seems to be collapsing before our eyes, we realize that quite the opposite is true. Because you, Lord, are my strength. If God is dwelling in our soul, everything else, no matter how important it may seem, is accidental and transitory. Whereas we in God stand permanent and firm. This is the medicine to purge from our lives all fears, tensions, and anxieties. St. Paul comforted the first Christians in Rome who faced a panorama of great human difficulties with these words, If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, will he not also give us all things with him? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. By vocation, a Christian is a person dedicated to God and one who has accepted all that may happen to him as being permitted by him. On another occasion, our Lord taught the people around him about the love and care God has for every creature. His listeners were simple and honest people who gave praise to the majesty of God, but who lacked that special confidence of children in God their Father. Probably just as he was talking to them, a flock of sparrows came around, pecking for what they could pick up. Who bothers about them? Perhaps the housewives of the village would sometimes buy them for a few pennies to flavor their ordinary meals. They were within reach of the most modest purse. They were of little value. Our Lord would indicate them with a gesture while saying to his audience, Not one of these sparrows is forgotten before God. God knows everything. Not one of these falls to the ground without your Father knowing it. And our Lord goes on to give us confidence. Fear not. You are worth more than a host of sparrows. We are not creatures of the moment, but his children forever. How could he not take an interest in our plans? Fear not. Our God has given us life, and he has given it to us forever. And our Lord says to us, To you, my friends, I tell you, do not fear. St. Thomas tells us, Every man, no matter who he is, is God's friend and should have great confidence in being freed by him from any type of affliction. And as God helps his servants in a special way, 
He who serves God should live in great peace. There is only one condition. Be friends of God and live as his children. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. It's 15 minutes before the hour. Time to pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Tell the shepherds what have you seen, who has appeared on earth. We have seen a newborn infant, and a choir of angels praising the Lord. Alleluia. O God, you are my God, for you I long, for you my soul is thirsting, my body pines for you, like a dry weary land without water. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. For your love is better than life, my lips will speak your praise. So will I bless you all my life. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul shall be filled as with a banquet. My mouth shall praise you with joy. On my bed I remember you. On you I muse through the night, for you have been my help. In the shadow of your wings I rejoice. My soul clings to you. Your right hand holds me fast. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Tell us, shepherds, what have you seen? Who has appeared on earth? We have seen a newborn infant, and a choir of angels praising the Lord. Alleluia! The angel said to the shepherds, I proclaim to you a great joy. Today the Savior of the world is born for you. Alleluia. Bless the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Praise and exalt him forever. Angels of the Lord, bless the Lord. You heavens, bless the Lord. 
All you waters above the heavens, bless the Lord. All you hosts of the Lord, bless the Lord. Sun and moon, bless the Lord. Stars of heaven, bless the Lord. Every shower and dew, bless the Lord. All you winds, bless the Lord. Fire and heat, bless the Lord. Cold and chill, bless the Lord. Dew and rain, bless the Lord. Frost and chill, bless the Lord. Ice and snow, bless the Lord. Nights and days, bless the Lord. Light and darkness, bless the Lord. Lightnings and clouds, bless the Lord. Let the earth bless the Lord. Praise and exalt Him above all forever. Mountains and hills, bless the Lord. Everything growing from the earth, bless the Lord. You springs, bless the Lord. Seas and rivers, bless the Lord. You dolphins and all water creatures, bless the Lord. All you birds of the air, bless the Lord. All you beasts, wild and tame, bless the Lord. You sons of men, bless the Lord. O Israel, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Priests of the Lord, bless the Lord. Servants of the Lord, bless the Lord. Spirits and souls of the just, bless the Lord. Holy men of humble heart, bless the Lord. Ananiah, Azariah, Mishael, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Let us bless the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let us praise and exalt him above all forever. Blessed are you, Lord, in the firmament of heaven, praiseworthy and glorious and exalted above all forever. The angel said to the shepherds, I proclaim to you a great joy. Today the Savior of the world is born for you. Alleluia. A little child is born for us today. Sing a new song to the Lord, his praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel rejoice in its maker, let Zion's son 
Let them praise his name with dancing and make music with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the poor with salvation. Let the faithful rejoice in their glory. Shout for joy and take their rest. Let the praise of God be on their lips and a two-edged sword in their hand to deal out vengeance to the nations and punishment on all the peoples, to bind their kings in chains and their nobles in fetters of iron, to carry out the sentence preordained This honor is for all his faithful. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. A little child is born for us today. Little and yet called the mighty God. Alleluia, alleluia. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. A child is born to us, a son is given us. Upon his shoulder dominion rests. They name him Wonder Counselor. God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. The Lord has made known. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord Lord has has made known. Alleluia, alleluia. His saving power. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The The Lord Lord has has made known. Alleluia, Alleluia. At the Lord's birth, the choir of angels sang, Blessed be our God, enthroned as King, and blessed be the Lamb. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation, by by the the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death 
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. At the Lord's birth, the choir of angels sang, Blessed be our God, enthroned as King, and blessed be the Lamb. Let us pray to Christ, in whom the Father willed to make all things new. Beloved Beloved Son Son of God, God, hear us. Son of God, you were with the Father in the beginning, and in the fullness of time you became a man. Give us a brother's love for all people. Beloved Beloved Son Son of God, God, hear us. You became poor to make us rich. You emptied yourself that we might be lifted up by your lowliness and share in your glory. Make us faithful ministers of your gospel. Beloved Son of God, hear us. You shone on those who dwelled in darkness and the shadow of death. Give us holiness, justice, and peace. Beloved Son of God, hear us. Give us a heart that is upright and sincere, so that we may listen to your word. And bring it to perfection in ourselves and in the world for the sake of your glory. Beloved Beloved Son Son of God, God, hear us. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And And forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that the newness of the nativity in the flesh of your only begotten Son may set us free. For ancient servitude holds us bound beneath the yoke of sin. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Isn't it amazing how quickly this year has gone by? Only one day left in it. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I hope to see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.